On this episode of Quantum Week, September 26th through October 2nd, 1982. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and talk about movies, music, headlines, all sorts of stuff. And we are in the last week of September 1982 with Rocky three Rocky and three. I, and uh, I am sky. The Alan Parsons project by the Alan Parsons project. Yes. Rocky three. Rocky. Oh, three. First off. Hello, Patreon people. Oh yeah. Um, thank you so much for, uh, contributing and helping us out uh these shows should be fun to do maybe the same structure as our regular shows just without the headlines without the personal stories but hopefully we're gonna have like a little extra games and stuff in there yeah like we have one today i think um which was i had a lot of fun con- putting compiling that list together so it's gonna be uh but it's gonna be pretty much the same same kind of show uh but you know if you are a patreon subscriber and you have ideas for this kind of thing feel free to always tweet matt and i always love oh, kind yeah. of bouncing ideas and kicking stuff around so um, but a big, huge thank you to everyone who's listening. Cause, uh, it means a lot and it's going to help us hopefully go to the show with, you know, advertising dollars and things like that. But, uh, but thank you. Thank you. And Rocky three, Rocky three. Uh, you okay. tell me, you tell me what you think. <laughs> okay. Dad. Uh, <laughs> see, as you can tell, Matt's exactly the same as he is in the regular shows. God damn it. Um, no. Okay. So I have a really hard time. Okay. This is really challenging for me. Um, yeah. because I have an insane love affair with with Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> I like I love this man. I care about this man so much. I cannot be objective on this movie. So like I love Batman like a great deal. Like I really love Batman. Sure. I, I feel I can be pretty objective with the Batman movies. Um, there's some I really don't like. There's some I really love. Like I feel like I can be a pretty. You can I, step outside a little bit. I can, and I think I'm pretty good at criticizing film uh uh and i'm pretty good at trying to be as objective as possible yeah i really try um i did obviously you know i have some cartoon bias and things like that <laughs> but i do try to be objective. this I, I like i'm watching it i'm like i'm just emotional here i can't i'm not and i don't think i caught up my judgment with et earlier in the week um et i'm able to kind of get a further but there's definitely some element there sure where I'm definitely biased, you know, because, and, you know, I know we're a nostalgia podcast, but it's nostalgia. But Rocky's different for me, and it's a real emotional thing. Yep. I love this film, and it's a real emotional thing for me. Like, it's not a great movie. I think it's, I think it's pretty fucking good. But I love it. I love this but film. But it's not a great movie. You don't think it's great? I think no, it's, it's pretty, not a great movie. I think it's pretty fucking good. It's, 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 it's really enjoyable. Like, I don't know if it's even good. How, I don't know. Maybe it is. I, is I don't know. This is why I think it's good. I am feeling his roller coaster the entire way through. Totally. I'm like weepy in oh. this movie. Uh, no one. Uh, there are a few. We'll go through the. So the games we're going to do it, uh, later on is our favorite characters in film. And uh, almost yeah. all of them like make me cry. Yeah, exactly. And like Rocky, like now when I see the Creed movies, like I'm just I just, like I just start crying. Yeah. And a lot of it's just because of this connection we've had. So there's a British I heavily recommend this to anyone. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Mm. Is it, um, uh, Christ, is it Michael Palin is the director? Uh, is a documentary. Uh, it was started in the 1962-ish called Seven Up. And yeah, and every seven years. Every seven years. So Seven Up was, uh, he took, he went to a school. Uh, I went to, I think a couple of schools. One was for like poor kids. One was for rich kids. He actually went to like, I think like a bunch of different schools yeah. and interviewed kids in these groups. So like one or kids that are like really like, you know, very wealthy private school. Other, it's like a really shitty public school and like, uh, and kids in the middle. And then he had the idea to follow up with them for four, at four, you know, seven years later, called seven it 14 up yeah. and then 21 up. And he's now done it. He the newest one just came out. I haven't seen the newest one because it wasn't available on BritBox yet. BritBox, you can get through Amazon prime. That's how I watch these. Um, cause they're all done in the BBC. It's sure. all done yep. in English. Um, but like, you know, one of them has died and like she dies and, it is fucking gutting because you saw her grow You've seen up. her entire life, yeah. And like you've seen her, you know, seen these people get married. You've seen these people have kids. You've yeah. seen these people like, you know, every seven years. So sometimes they're on top of the world. Other times it's rough. Some people never get a break. Some people get nothing but breaks. And it's just, it, it's wild to see how power, influence, money, things like that, you know, change someone. 
but you have a connection through all this time. Now I've watched all of them. I binged kind of all of them. Sure. So, so it happened a little bit faster for you. It's not like your life moved along with theirs. Exactly. I watched all of them. It was the, uh, actually a year ago this time I was watching, um, all of these and I became like obsessed. Um, they're fantastic. Go check it out. Uh, but this is a very similar connection to this where Rocky, I've watched Rocky. The first Rocky comes out in 76 before we were born. The second one comes out right around when I was born. Yep. And then the rest of these, but three and four, you might agree, were yep, on HBO all the time. Eighty-five, but, on, all, but the time on all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. And uh, and then obviously you have you know the other ones, but like he grows older, and it's like you know so you know we're growing older, and like yes. you see him, and you know I've shared like I don't know I've seen this guy at his peaks, and I know he's a fictional character, and I get it, but for some reason he feels real to me. Yeah, you see, like his wife dies, right. Mick dies. I mean, you yeah, you see a huge transformation. You see him from you see him like. Um, also like loses innocence too. He's a really in- innocent kind of beefcakey guy in the, in the first one. Oh yeah. Oh, he's a, oh, he's a, yeah. Yeah. And, but you see like by the time we're in Rocky three, this one, yes, he has pretty much lost. He's lost his innocence. Like you see he's, he's wiser because he's lived through some shit. Um, but he's changed. He even says at the, you know, on that scene, the beach with Talia Shire, yeah. which Talia Shire is a, g- a good actress. I think she's good. That one scene, I don't buy her getting mad at him, but okay. really, yeah. I can totally see a wife doing that. To I could too. I don't yeah. buy her doing it. Mm. Um, but regardless, cause she also has a meltdown in some of the Godfather movies that are just ridiculous too. Yeah. Tally Shire, but, yeah, yeah. Um, she's having that you know, conversation with him and he's like, I'm scared. I have before I had nothing to lose. Now I have so much to lose. And yes. that is, that makes total sense to me. hundred percent sense. Yeah. He's got all his fame. He, you know, he, he, I'm sure he never thought he would amount too much. I mean, he, he, no, he, he had a passion know. for fighting, but now he's a multi multi-millionaire. He, you know, he's celebrated. They just made a statue of him in, in Philadelphia. And, you know, he's got this beautiful family and he can provide for the people that he loves. And, you know, he, he, he came, he, he peaked so hard for someone with his intent, like, Oh yeah. Intelligence and, his you know, and skill education set and, and not, education yeah, right. and where he's from and upbringing, whatever he probably he's, he's at the highest of highest mountaintops. And he knows, yeah, you know, he, he, he sees it. I could, I have all the shit to lose now and now I'm afraid. So, okay. So, uh, we're, we're talking, you know, obviously Rocky three here, Rocky one, we can't talk about cause it came out before we were born. Yep. We'll cover Rocky two if we ever hit that Hopefully, year, but yeah. regardless, we're going to kind of talk a lot about kind of Rocky Balboa yeah. here. So, um, well, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit here, but one thing I wanted to, uh, I, I, when I watch the movies now, I almost watch them with like, I don't, so, there's so there's a lot of different layers because there's so many the series of movies spans such a long time. You can kind of look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So I'm watching this Rocky three and I'm like, you know what, man, right before he leaves to go to the statue. Yep. So right before he has an interaction with Coraline, is that the best moment in Rocky's life? Oh, probably in his whole life. Cause he doesn't know that Mick's been just sending right. him, you know, these paper challengers. And he also doesn't know Mick sick. Doesn't know Mick sick. Nothing. So he, that that's his peak. Is that the best moment of his life? And then it, then it got me wondering, oh, what's the best moment of my, see, this is what oh, I mean. This yeah. is what it all like, yep. you start having these thoughts. Cause he's such a Stallone who wrote and directed this. And obviously a lot of this movie has to deal with fame. Cause you know, Stallone became an overnight success with Rocky with Rocky. Yeah. And you could obviously that really fucks your brain up. Totally. And you know, he wrote and directed this and obviously it was a topic. You really want to tackle like what happens when you become ultra famous. When you happens when you become not famous, but iconic. Yep. How does that change you? And he does a really good job showing that. Great here. job. Um, with the, um, with the montage up top. Um, yeah, know, with all the commercials yeah. that he's doing and, and yeah, but yeah. it's split with Cobra Lang kind of yep. just staring at him angrily. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he does a really great job kind of showing that and the humanity of fame. What does it mean? And what, you know, um, but yeah, I, I was thinking, thinking, I heard Rocky too. All right. You know, he, he was struggling a little bit there. Kind of like he had a lot, you know, he, there was, some, there was some struggles there, but the beginning of Rocky three, he's like riding around in a like, golf cart around his mansion with his kid. <laughs> right. He seems so happy and he's never, the beginnings of Rocky four is happy, but then he's never, never that again, happy again because you see, yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, once Adrian he, dies, obviously oh, then he's, yeah. he, he'll never, he, he knows that. And you can see that in Creed and Rocky Balboa, you see a guy that knows he's never going to be that happy again. Although he does, you know, get back a sense of purpose with Creed, which is a nice, that's a nice thing. Like, and he get back and he gets his son back. And, and he gets too. his son back. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that, and he kind of like, uh, you know, but, He's, but even then there's all that and Stallone's so, I mean, this is Stallone's so good at this role. And even at the end, those last few movies, he walks around with this burden of sadness Yep. the entire time. And it's even when he's happy, you still you see, and that's so huge weight. That's so real. Cause how much he loves Adrian. You, if he was running around happy, 
like with some young girl on his arm, I would not buy that for a second. Never. Stallone is so good at writing the Rocky character and yep. keeping him real to Rocky. It is like a sixth sense. It is incredible. There's that one false turn in anything Rocky Balboa. Now, Rocky Five sucks. I get it. There's not one false turn. Anything Rocky does the entire, what, eight movies? No. Everything Rocky does is organic to Rocky. I love the fact that he, he has Rocky sell out. I love the fact that he, he, he puts these, like the, this iconic character and he's, he gives you sort of his, like a bit of a fall from grace. Like, I love that he was able to do that with his character. It's Especially so like real. He's like practicing to fight club. Oh, I know. And, like and they're like, like taking six, pictures six, and six he's flexing and, and it's yeah. all feels real. Like he's, yes. he did, he's still doing it, but then like, he's so like, it just felt, it felt right. And then, you know, it was so, so smart as Stallone to have, uh, Mickey there because Mickey's us right Mickey like you know and we're yeah. getting annoyed with him yep but um but yet if we were there though we'd be behaving like the people we'd be like hey rock a quick right. picture like that'd be awesome of course um but it's funny that they use Mickey as the audience parallel there which is very different than Mickey and Rocky one there's a great scene in Rocky one one of my favorite movies scenes in movie history Burgess Meredith is incredible Burgess Meredith of course was Penguin and Batman I wish yeah. to bring that up because yep. I love the old Batman show <laughs> yeah, but uh so it's a uh he goes to Rocky when he finds out Rocky has to fight with Creed and he kind of asked to be his manager and Rocky just loses his shit on him. He's like, you know, you threw out all my stuff. You called me a bum. You mock me. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to, you're not going to be you're like, fuck you. You're not going to be a manager more or less. And Mickey like walks down the stairs, like this beaten shrunken man. Yeah. And Rocky eventually does chase down after him and they hug and they, they work it out. But you know, there is a, you can see though, Mickey plays like he's, Burgess is so good at playing this like kind of like broken guy who's got nothing. And he really had nothing at that point. He owned the gym, but he owned the gym. and he used it as kind of power, but he was this lonely, pathetic figure. Yeah. And when he's walking down the stairs, he realized, oh, I shouldn't have been so mean to this kid. Like, and it's just, he's so good. And he's so good in this movie playing the audience. It's phenomenal. Um, this movie. He's so good in this. Yeah. Like he's, and he has a lot, there's a, there's a lot of burden on Burgess Meredith. The first half of this movie. Absolutely. Like they, they do a lot with him. Yeah, they do. And he lands and he makes it work every time. <sighs> so, my one criticism okay. is that Mick's death overshadowed the fact that Rocky did not prepare for this fight. They didn't need to do both. I think it would have been better if Mickey dies after the fight. I know he dies after the fight, but you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. has like, a heart like, attack. Like a month after, after or something? Or, like a, the, or, yeah, he's heartbroken after the fight and dies. Like, you already know he has heart problems. Yeah. But now the whole stress of the thing and the failure, I think that would have been a better move because it's sort of overshadowed. Because then you, because as an audience member, you question, which is the thing that kept Rocky from fighting? When really, it's because he lost the eye of the tiger. It's not right. because, I mean, Mickey contributed. Yeah. But he wouldn't have won that. He wouldn't have won that regardless. He wouldn't have won that healthy. regardless. And right. so they, they really, he might, Sylvester Stallone muddied that. And I think that it would have been stronger if they didn't. If well, he didn't. it is to the film's credit that they keep a short runtime. It's only a buck 40 oh, and I they know. keep it moving. So I think if you had it extended there, now you're asking to throw on probably another like 10 minutes to the runtime. Yeah, probably. You, it could be. And now it gets a little lengthy. And I think Stallone just wanted to keep this thing going. This movie. Okay. I, I love this movie. I, I'm going to, I'm going to bash you. love it. Like it, it just, it's not gonna be my top five or anything. Rocky one would, um, this is not going to make my top five. No, me neither, but I love this movie. I do too. Yeah. Um, but this is not really like a great story. Like it's a, it's a series of like mini adventures with Rocky. <laughs> like it's Rocky <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Paul in the beginning. Right. And then it's yeah, Rocky, prison, you know, and it's and it's yeah. like, it's like a couple like vignettes, well, of, but it's, like, it's Rocky one and two combined. It's, it's yeah, together. It, it isn't. It isn't like, it, it's not, I don't, I don't agree with that. You don't think like, so? I think mean, it's like a, a couple like just vignettes of like Rocky, like, Rocky has like a crisis of confidence, but, and then Rocky didn't build it. Like, but it like, it's just kind of just like strung together. And the other thing, major criticism really here, if I was really going to be fair in this movie, but I'm not going to be, so whatever. Okay. So Mr. T is Carver Lang. Yep. Okay. So Carver Lang is the good thing. Carver Lang to me is the funniest, maybe the funniest character. One of my, like everything Carver Lang says, I, I, yeah, I openly, he's very charismatic. He is so funny. Like when he berates pain, <laughs> but he like berates Mickey. Like, well, he's like, yes, he like shut up old man. He says it like a few times. Oh, Italia. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, you want to get with a real man. That is yes. one of the funniest scenes. It's pretty funny. That is nothing funny. Like, <laughs> like Rocky's face when like, when he realizes like what Clubber is going to say to like, it is everything that 
That scene in the statue, I, if I was an extra, because they had all, all those extras, yeah. I would have been just dying. I would have been like, it is the greatest thing ever. That is the greatest thing ever. Anyway, so I love Cloverlight. I think Mr. T's awesome in it. It's, he's awesome. Yeah, he, got, he got like nominated for a Razzie or something for it. I, I know, that's wrong. That's, that's fucking bullshit. wrong. He's really good he's in this. He's great in this film. Um, it's a, the, the, the way that character is written could not be worse. You think there, so? There's no reason. Like, they, they never. Yeah, you don't give any. You don't get any backstory. Why back is this story. guy so angry? You don't get Why any backstory. Why is he so like? There's nothing there. That's true. You, you can't you, just have a character show up just to be a bad guy. It's not a cartoon. It's very one dimensional. But I mean, I understand sort of parallel. The the problem is in you know in Rocky, he's paralleling Rocky's right. ambition and desire. But you're not seeing all the stuff that got like in Rocky. You see all the stuff that got him there. You see where he's from. You know, you see his relationships in the neighborhood. All that stuff. You don't. But you don't you get can't that with just Clover. be an asshole. Exactly, I agree. Now, if you go back and read, there is some backstory, I guess, where I guess he was in prison. Like, the character of Clover Lang supposedly was in prison. I, I guess, but it's not really explaining the film at all. No. And even if it was, you can go to prison and not be an asshole. Absolutely. Like, he's just, like, Clover Lang is, is consistently, he's even mean to Apollo when Apollo greets him. <laughs> like, Clover Lang is like an asshole the entire movie with he no is. explanation why. Yeah, it would have been better to get some explanation there. Having said all I that. I just accepted it. Having said all that, I actually kind of really enjoy that he's an asshole for no reason because he's just like a complete dick. He is a and dick. And he's always funny. Everything he says is hysterical. So I've never been a boxing fan, but doesn't that sort of parallel how boxers kind of are? At least the public persona of, we have the public persona of him. We don't have his. We don't have him when he goes home at night. We do show some like training footage. He's always I angry. So. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have anyone who like likes him. I guess his manager like. Yeah, his manager's like it, but he's mean to them kind, too. He's kind of mean to them. Yeah, he is. He's just he's like he's a real asshole. He's a dick. Yeah, it's, it's true. pretty. It's pretty amazing. Um, I guess he's consistent. <laughs> uh, like I give. I guess I give Rocky three credit for one thing, uh, where they never Cumberland never becomes good at the end. Never does. Like it's like, and we never see him again. You never see him. Again. There's no redemption. Like he's not like, oh, all right, well, Rocky, I was kind of a jerk. Like there's none of that. Like no. you know, let's let bygones be bygones. It's just like no, this is just an asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole when we when we meet him, and he's an asshole at the end, and he's an asshole yep. the whole time. Which is different than Rocky and Apollo, who sort of who develop a relationship right. even after that, even that Drago first one. Or Drago, or Drago. Yeah, like, exactly. Some, and now obviously, yeah. there's more sympathy for him, but um. And yeah, like it's an, it's an amazing villain where he's just constantly a dick <laughs> constantly a dick. <laughs> and he's great. Uh, but the, like Wilson is a film critic. That's not very, that's no, not, it's that's not, that's not, not well-written. But I guess too, with the runtime, you know, no, you got to explain. I agree. You I think it would have like, been better. You can't have someone be that wildly one side and I not agree. explain. I mean, even in Snow White, they explain the evil stepmother's jealous of Snow White's beauty. Like, there's an right. explanation for her, and even a cartoon has an explanation. You have to, you can't just do that. Y- you're right. It's not allowed. You're right. But having said that, he makes me laugh. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> I totally I, accepted it. I, this is not, uh, I, our Patreon people like, I hate money, so these guys wouldn't critique a movie. <laughs> so wouldn't Great. Be- it's wonderful. I just, I'm, I'm, I, I could come in here and pretend like I'm going to be, obje- I just can't, I just, the, I he, I just really cannot emphasize enough how much I care about this character. Well, well there's some. Has there a better friendship than between Rocky and Apollo? How elated they are oh, when on the great. beach. I mean, it's very it's a little homoerotic, but but you don't look at it that way. Like they're so excited that Rocky is like got that eye of the tiger back, and they're just jumping for joy. Stallone, <laughs> I love it. Stallone is so straight that I don't think he even got like how it's a no, double entendre no. when like Apollo's like, hey, I want a favor. I know. I really want like, that favor. Mm. It's like, what do you mean? What do you what want? Do you mean? What? Uh, and it's, it's like, oh, well, it's kind of weird. You it is weird. He's asking this favor. But you don't think of it like that at all. I did watch it this time. <laughs> I was like, what's he I did. What is he hinting at? What is, this is strange. Stop, you know. No, you know, but, you know, and the, the, the scene at the beach where they're hugging it is. But I'm so elated with them. I'm like, Rocky, he's got it back. He wants to fight again. He's so excited. Oh. It, There's no better, but like they're such good friends. They, and it, they, it, the, it's funny too because the charisma of those two is great. Even the first oh, yeah. one, you know, Carl Weathers not a trained actor. You know, at that point, he wasn't a trained actor. You know, and, um, but he, but he's. I but think he's great he's, as Apollo. He's so good as Apollo. Yeah, he's so good. Like, he has the right attitude. I mean, the former pro athlete. Just if you don't know his backstory, he's a yeah. former football player, I believe. And uh, he, uh, he then gets into movies, and he, he's just fantastic. He's great. He's great, Apollo too. He's really good at selling the fights, like selling the punches. Some of the some of the punches in the movie don't sell. So I was gonna say, actually, though, I yeah, there's some spots, but I don't know that there's better boxing choreography than the Rocky films. This Overall, is this is no. really good, though. 
This it is, is really good. They have a hard time when they have like the montage of the nobodies. For some reason, they don't want to. They want to fake yeah, punch the, the nobodies. But there was one shot in this one, Rocky Three, where I think I don't know. It must have been a stunt guy or something. Rocky just fucking flat out punches the guy in the head. He jumps up and punches him. Oh yeah, that's like, right. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah, this guy takes a headshot <laughs> and he definitely got hit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I remember that God. one. And like, the guy must have known it was coming. He didn't flinch or anything. I give the guy guys yeah. balls the size of giant boulders. But um, no, I agree that those final fight scenes and Creed it's movies, so it continues the Creed movies too. Yes, it does. They're and so compelling to watch. So to that point, um, when uh, Michael B. Jordan was doing Creed, the first one, yeah, uh, Stallone's like, you gotta, you gotta take a punch though. Like, you have so, to really take a punch. Yeah, and he did, and it, I guess it just like, like knocked him out, like. But he's like, you got, you got to, because that could happen anytime. And if you know you can take one, then you know you can, right. you won't, fool, you won't be as scary or, or you won't be as like haunted by it, yep. but you got to take one. So they get a real box in there. Boom. Knocked oh, on his ass. Jesus Christ. But, you know, to the kid's credit, he's like, all right, well now I know I can handle it. And you know, it could go back out there. But Rocky said, so Stallone, I keep saying Rocky. Stallone said that that was something you got to do it. You really got to do. Yeah. I love the fight scenes. I, I mean, watching it, you know, it's just so compelling. I will say this is the, except for Rocky five. Yeah, this is the weakest and nothing against it, it, a lot of it has to do because the other ones are so good. Uh, oh, I guess that's statue. Not Rocky five, not Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa doesn't quite the fight scene doesn't work for me. That's the one that I, I, I remember because there's a charity one. Yeah, but the uh, the two Creed ones have, are plus you have more modern technology. Of course, yeah. but uh, Rocky one, especially when you figure it's like 1976. Yeah, Rocky two, Rocky four. Those fight scenes are incredible. They're incredible. Yeah. And then the Creed movies are great. Yeah. Uh, and this is good. I really like this one too. I mean, cause it just, it's gripping the entire time. It was so gripping that first round in the first fight. Yeah. When Stallone's like angry and completely like not disciplined and just starts punching him. Yep. Those looked like a lot of them landed. I know they didn't, but they, they looked like they did. They did. It, like, it was like shit. Like, and T and Mr. T's like fucking just take it. And so Mr. T's background used to be a bouncer. So I'm sure he's gotten a couple punches. He can, yeah, he can handle He's himself. a pretty, you know, yeah. uh, tough guy, obviously. Right. Uh, but it's like, wow, you know, this guy, you know, and he goes like a box. He did a great job. I love the Physically, way. Physically, he's great. He is great. I love the way they show Rocky um, in his undisciplined form in the beginning, just swinging wildly. You don't really see that in the first, in like he seemed more. Di- I think what happened in, in the, in the first two films, he seems more disciplined than that. But then, uh, but then in this one, because he's not fighting any real fighters, all he has to do is just swing wild, yeah. like as hard as he can, and he's going to knock people out. I love how he goes through the realization that I can't do it with this guy. Like they, they he swings wildly in the first one and gets it just that, his ass handed to him. Well, the first round, he sits down, and goes, I, I, he's like trying to, it's like I can't, yeah, he's like can't catch his breath. He's like he's too tough, he's too strong, he's too strong. Because Rocky's probably thinking I just gave him everything I have, and he didn't flinch. Yeah, fuck, he was asking me to hit him, and I hit him, and he didn't. Flinch. He didn't go down. And it's a great scene that second round when Rocky goes to that second round, no, he's a beaten man. Exactly. And then uh, Mr. T or cover has uh, Rocky on like the corner and he's about to swing that last punch and you see it in their eyes like Mr. T knows like I'm going to knock you out. Yep. And Stallone's like this could kill me. Yep. Fuck. And he, but he has nowhere to go. Yeah. His eyes in the first, in the first fight yes. versus his eyes in the second yeah. fight are amazing. His Stallone is a great work. His eyes too. Like when uh, Rocky's lost. Like they're in LA. Like they just get to LA, and he's kind of on the beach. He's like, yeah. he's kind of like trying to learn footwork at the gym, and he's like, his heart's not sort in it. Sort of mailing it in, yeah. And like you see in his eyes, he's just yeah. like, eh, I don't know, man. I want to do this. Yeah. And it's really good because like, not often in film do you see uh lack of effort ambition, especially usually, in your hero. Yes, or anybody, because usually yeah. in movies about like an event happening, and events yeah. will create ambition and sure. drive. So very rarely do you see like like lethargy on film. Yeah. But still, Stone does a great job. I, cause with, honestly, that's probably a more realistic feeling than like wild ambition. Most of, of people, course it is. You get beat all, down. We've all felt like, you know, what? I'm just not really feeling this. Like, yeah, whether it be a job or what, and it's not, it's not always bad to quit things. It's not, it's okay to quit things. It's okay. But, um, you know, Rocky already committed this fight to really, you know, to back out would have been the end of his career. And he, can't, he can't take a day off, but he is like that. You yeah. know, the stakes are too high. You can't take a he day off. Wanna, and he is. Yeah. He doesn't want to take, like a month. He doesn't want to do it. Take a month. He doesn't want to do any of it. He no. kind of go into it by Apollo, you know, after, after Mickey dies, he's like, okay, come do this fight. He's just like, how I do like, it's totally believable. Absolutely. Like how he feels. That's what I mean. Every single movie, all eight of these movies, uh, Stallone writes Balboa completely real. Like he's behaving exactly how Rocky would behave. It's incredible. It's how incredible. How in sync they are. And, it, and we're so lucky. I kind of, they try to do this with star Wars. It doesn't work. You know, they try to bring these guys back and you know, yeah, you need to have the same writer 
throughout or else it doesn't fly. Like, you need to have the same... And obviously, we got lucky with Rocky because he was so young with the first one. Not so young, but he knows, what, 30 or something? Or 20, well, well, yeah. Pretty young. Well, yeah, right 20 movie, or I guess, yeah. and starring it. So it is yep. pretty young. So to have that 45-year journey now with him, um, you know, we're blessed with the longevity. We're also blessed because he could write the yeah. character himself. Yeah. And he never... And he was able to keep doing it, keep performing it. Because that's... Because, you know, they try to do it with Star Wars with, like, the... Um, yeah, bring Force it back, Awakens. Uh, right. But there's different, and, yeah. different writers and, like... It did and, feel and, right. and they have less... Like, Harrison Ford, like, he treats Han Solo like a job. Yeah. Like he said, like, hey, I go there the best I can, but, like, you know, Stallone knows Rocky's his legacy. Yep. Like, and I'm not saying Solo, but, like, he didn't write Solo. Like, Ford's relationship with Solo is very much transactional. Where I really believe, like, Rock, uh, Stallone's heart is Rocky Bubble. That's his heart. That's his, that's it's his, ba- it's his creation. It's his, he did every, I mean, he didn't direct the first one, but from then on, except for five, he didn't, he, he didn't direct, direct Creed. Uh, oh yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Creed two. Yeah, I guess you're right. But he didn't but write, all the, all but the wrong- he, he didn't write Creed once, but, but, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I think Cougar, the Cougar wrote it, right? He did a great I job keeping that energy. Yeah. But Stallone did write Creed two. Yeah. He didn't direct it, but he did write it. So, you know, he did write these, he wrote all of those movies yeah, and you see yeah. it in yeah. like, how he talks, how he moves, even like his like posture. It's like, and man, as Rocky Balboa gets older, his posture changes. Believable. It's incredible. Yeah. It, and all at all, and Stone does a great job. And so does Cougar in the later movies, uh, tying the history of it back. Like, of course, Rocky would have a picture of his son there or a picture of his uh, wife. Yeah. You know, of course, of course he's not gonna get remarried. Of course he's going to call the restaurant Adrian's. You know, of, you know, yeah. all those things just like ring true. Of course, Paul is in uh, uh, Rocky Balboa is going to give Rocky shit for not moving on because Paul is an asshole. He is, and of course, Rocky's not going to listen to him. You know, it's just like it, the characters are so. And what a credit to Stallone as a young screenwriter. Those characters are so vibrant and alive. He got eight movies out of those people. Are you kidding me? It's nuts. Sometimes it's hard to get one movie out of a character. It is hard. Um, the other thing about Stallone, I I realize this too. I I tend to discount Stallone's talent. Like I, I'm, I'm well, not alone. Uh, yeah, and I, that's, and that's completely wrong. Um, for him to be able to write and direct and act in, in, in these films, I, I just, you know, just the Rocky films alone, but also he had the Rambo, like Rambo uh, first blood is, is an awesome film. It's okay. I'm not a big Rambo guy. I like, I really like um, first blood. First was okay. My father loved it. Um, first was okay. Uh, I, I watched it last year. Just to kind oh, of do it. I want yeah. to rewatch. I'm like, oh, ah, uh, I just, I, this deserves a rewatch it. here. Yeah. It doesn't quite ring for me, but, I, but I'm not, but it's a, it's a solid movie. It's especially solid for its time. It just, it felt, I don't, I don't say dated, but it, the elements of it did. It just didn't quite work for me. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the Rambo. It's just too much, like, too much action for me. Like, I get that. I, well, though, as it goes further, it, it becomes silly, ad, yeah. but, but at least first, first blood, it seems a, very artistic. And he's very good at it. And he's very good. It's Castaway. Then he's great at it. Like, it's not, if you, if you really love first blood, no, no crazy. Yeah. If you're really like, if you're like, you think Rambo like part three is great. I don't know about that. Yeah, but, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, right. So he writes, right. But he still creates another franchise. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause what is that? Five films as well. I mean, yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's, that's, that's nuts. At least. And the expendables too, which are, that's, uh, I don't care about those films, but I've still. never seen them, but they made a lot of money. He wrote, he wrote and directed a little bit right? the first one. He did. I don't think he directed any ones after that. I don't know. That he but he used in them. Yeah. He, he was, created another like mini franchise. And, uh, and he's also very good and he wrote cliffhanger, which is a very good action movie. Yeah. Uh, very well done. And then he, uh, he, he's great in Copland. That's right. Just That's acting. the other one. Yeah. But he gives an amazing performance in Copland. Yeah. I should never, I, cause you, it's because of the Rocky character. You think of him as as a dumber. Dumb. I know. And that's, that's so wrong. It's cause he has an accent. He does. Yeah. And, uh, and you think of him as rock cause he's so, it's almost like a curse. Like yep. he's so good as Rocky. He never quite sheds that. No. Even as Rambo, it's a entirely different character and kudos to doing, you know, to creating. And he also was in some other action movies, you know, yep. some of them don't work you know, over the top's ridiculous and things like that. But, um, but his career, look how long he's lasted. I know. I you mean, know? all through the nineties, he was doing like demolition man and, demolition was man, which, which, and is, which is interesting. I, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, judge dreads, terrible uh, yeah. daylight's terrible. Some of these movies stink, but you know, you, you do something long enough, especially if you're that kind of star, you're going to, you know, big action movies that, you know, I think he struggled too. Like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, he's getting old. It's like, what, where yeah, do you fit in yeah. where now he's, he's been really good in this mentor role. I know expendable is a bit of a mentor role. Creed movies is a mentor. He's Absolutely. incredible. He got nominated for Oscar. He's great. Yeah. And he's really good in Creed too. Yeah. Uh, and Creed one. I mean, he's, yeah, they're he's, both, they're both, he's fantastic films. in those movies. Yeah. Um, 
I love Rocky so much. I know. I know. Uh, this movie's very good. Uh, a quick Burt Young story. Wait, before you do that, I just okay. wanted to say one more thing about the action that I forgot to, or the okay. fight, the fight choreography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing is just the, the, the thing that sells it to me is him dodging. Like him dodging the blows in the, in the second oh, fight yeah. oh, is oh, so amazing. So, and, you know, I, so amazing. Every time he dodges a blow because you know that every blow could be lethal and he's dodging, he dodges like 10 of them or something and you're like, Jesus Christ, that's amazing. It's really amazing. good. It's really well shot. It's beautiful. Um, that he's able to kind of move. Yeah. And like, what a good, what good fight choreography too. Like, and like, it's kind of scary. Like this big, totally scary. strong guys throwing like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like two guys pretending. So it's like, that's kind of scary. Like you, you, you know, Mr. T punches at the wrong time or Stallone picks his head up at the wrong time. Yep. You might have to end production for a couple of weeks. Like it could be, you know, it could, right. Cause you could break could a nose. Could, I know he's yeah. got his head, but right. You break his nose. You do yeah. something else. Your eye socket. You're, you know, this could be, you know, some bad bruising. You can only do so much makeup. So, a couple of false steps here, which is a real credit to Carl. Why there's real credit to uh, Mr. T, to Dolph Lundgren, and the, the professionalism that Stallone has created in this world. Uh, there are a couple like fight scenes that have really high stakes that I remember, and, and the Rocky ones are one, and then the other one is is uh, Last Samurai when uh, when when um, what's his face when when is that Tom, to Tom Cruise? I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, you haven't seen the Last Samurai? No. Oh my god! There's a fight scene in there where it's, it's a sword scene that is um, it's choreographed like live. They shoot at one take. Well, he's it's fearless. fucked up. I mean, he's a, he's a wild. Man. It's a, it's he's, a sword. He's, he's he fights insane. like three guys with swords. Yeah. It's crazy, but it, it's one of those where yeah. they're like the stakes are so high. Same thing with these Rocky films. These are the stakes are so high because you could get, you could get fucking knocked out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Still, I love it. It's a quick Burt Young story. So I went to Sopranos Con. I told this we did a Rocky Five rewatch. You may have heard, you think you heard his story, but for the audience, um, we did the Rocky Five rewatch on the Kirk Minahan Show YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I think it yeah. might still be there if you want to go yeah. back and watch Rocky Five with us, <laughs> with us and Mike, with us and with us and Mike Geary. Uh, but uh, so I went to Sopranos Con for my 40th birthday uh, a year ago, a year ago uh, almost exactly, and um. Uh, Burt Young was in a Sopranos episode. He played uh, Bobby Bacala, his father, who's a hitman. Yeah. And he ended up having, he has like a coughing fit. He, and he, he basically, they have him go do one last hit. And he has a cough. He does the hit. He has a coughing fit and gets in a car accident and dies. It's a very, it's a great episode. Burt Young's fantastic. I'm a huge Burt Young fan. He is so good as Paulie because Paulie's such amazing. an irredeemable asshole. Yeah. He never, he never becomes like a good guy. Like he, no, like he, yes, he gets a job with Rocky and I know he like kind of like, but has like a relationship with that robot in the fourth <laughs> yes, one or whatever. Uh, but even like Rocky, Balboa, he's still kind of a dick. He is. He, and he just always sucks, but he's always there. It's great. It's a great example of someone like sometimes people in life just are always there. He's abusive to his sister. He's so awful. Rocky one. He's so Jesus. awful. Um, but, uh, so I'm there with, with my wife are, and, uh, it was an unbelievable weekend. You know, it was in New Jersey. Yeah. So many cast members were there. So many, it was just, you know, it was incredible. Sopranos, it, kind of, it's incredible. So if you're a big Sopranos fan, it was just, it was a dream come true. It was a great, 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 amazing weekend. So Burt Young's there. Yeah. And it was really cool he was there because obviously he's just in the one episode, but obviously he has all the Rockies, you know, cachet too. So it was someone I really wanted to meet. So uh, Laura was great. She got, we had VIP tickets. So we're in this kind of special area. And uh, I, I go to Burt, I, I told Laura, I said, I got to talk to him. This guy's been such a huge part of my life, childhood. I said, hey, I was, and he wasn't really verbal. Um, mm. he's very old. Yeah. He, uh, he's suffering from a few different things, but he was there and he was, you know, but he wasn't super verbal. Was, mm. You know, definitely, definitely was having a tough time, but was there. Uh, and, uh, he had twinkle in his eye. So I, I went to him, I said, Hey, uh, I just wanted to let you know, you know, you meant so much to me as, as, uh, you know, portraying a Paulie. Like you made me laugh my entire childhood, my entire adulthood. Like those characters just meant the world to me. Like obviously I love the Sopranos, but you know, you really, you know, left a real mark on me as yeah. an adult. Like I really appreciate, you know, what you brought to that character and it was funny and it was sharp and it was dark. It was everything. And he looked at me and he kind of like nodded his head and he just pointed past me and he pointed at my wife and wanted her to come over. And so she could give him a kiss. <laughs> he had no interest at <laughs> all in my story. He's like, I just give young woman, come here shits about my story, <laughs> yeah. but he wanted to he didn't uh, give a shit about your child life. He just wanted did not to. care at all about me at all. He, he completely. And then the whole rest of the time we're in this like VIP room and he kind of kept like winking like <laughs> at Laura and, and no, like I buried my soul to this guy and he <laughs> yeah, could I'm give sorry. two shits. Maybe 10 years ago he might've, but uh, <laughs> 10 years, 10 years ago he might've what he might've given you a little bit more, but right so. now, now he's like, yeah. now he's, he's got a really narrow focus in life. Like he's what's see, important. 
Beautiful I, I, woman, I, young woman. He, he just <laughs> didn't really care this tall, skinny guy had to say and just no. enough and talk to the pretty lady. That's yes, so funny. that was about right. So uh, yeah, it was my, my experience meeting Bert Young. <laughs> but uh, but yes, Bert Young. Uh, that was Surprise Con was that was amazing. Um, do we want to get into our top five? Anything else on this movie? No, I think that's it. I mean, I love the film too. I, this is. I mean, I love this film. I love this movie too. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna. It's I, so I, good. I will admit though, I'm not being objective. So. Um, you know, I I. I yeah, well, fuck uh, Siskel for giving this uh, like a one star, two star review, whatever it was. He's so dumb about this. I don't know. I mean, if you're not, this in, is not a two not, star film, though. If you're not into this world, it is. Like, it's not. This is so. not. I, I just. It's so compelling the whole way through. They don't explain what cover lines mean. Don't, they don't. It doesn't make any sense. So one thing. Yeah, there's a few things, but uh, <laughs> but no, I mean. Um, but how can you not like everybody? So Rocky one, you, you see Rocky, like how do you not Well, Rocky one also into is like Rocky one. I'm sorry. Rocky one Rocky, is one of yeah. the greatest movies of all time. Of course it is. Like, but like, how do you yeah. not follow that? How do you not fall in love with the character in Rocky one and right. stay with him too? And just, how do you not like follow that story arc and just love this film too? I don't get it. Yeah, I guess it doesn't maybe didn't connect as I, I mean, I, I mean, pretty I prior here. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I mean, Rocky one is just a sensational movie. It's, it's, it's movie. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a great film movie perfection. Yeah. Kind of, film. you know, we start talking about, you know, yeah. the seventies, you have Rocky Godfather and Jaws, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, the, whole, yeah. the Holy Trinity of movies from seventies. Yeah. Uh, but the, Rocky three, if you haven't seen to see it, I, I put it on, man. I sat back. I just fucking was entertained for an hour 40. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, I've seen this movie, I don't know, a hundred times, you know, I don't know, whatever, 50, hundred. So I really probably a hundred. If you count all the times I caught, scenes of it on HBO when I was growing up. Yep. You know what I did? I sat back and watched it. I fucking laughed at Clubber. I fucking almost cried when Mickey died. Yeah. I, I cheered when Rocky won. Like I it did all the things. Yes. It did all the things. Still, I knew it was going to happen. I knew all, I, I knew the lines. I was saying them with Clubber. Like I know it's going to, it's going to happen. Uh, shit, old man. Uh, like I know what's going to happen. And I'm just like, but yeah. I'm still entertained. Like, so I guess at the end of the day, you know what? That's a pretty damn good movie. Fuck. Yes, it is. Yes. All right. All right. Top five movie characters. This is hard. This was so hard. So hard. I will say too. I don't even know if this is really because there's so many. For any social justice people out there, my list is predominantly white men. I'm a white guy that it is what it is. I'm just, I want to give that, that, that out there because <sighs> I read the list. I'm like, oh boy. I, I mean, these will change. I like, I, I can't, this is how I felt this morning, but I don't yeah. know. I have an honorable mention. I have three in my honorable mention. I got two in my honorable mention. <laughs> Here's my honorable mention. Yeah. E.T. Okay. Which you just covered. Marty McFly. Yeah, that makes sense. And Maggie Fitzgerald. Maggie Fitzgerald is, uh, so E.T. is the only alien on my list. <laughs> uh, Maggie Fitzgerald is the only woman on my list and she was a uh, million dollar baby. Oh God. Which is such a great movie. I don't want to give anyone oh, that opinion. I haven't seen it, but uh, she's fantastic in that. Hillary yeah. Swank's so good. Yeah. Also on my list, uh, everyone on my list is fictional. Mm. I did not want to. Yeah. If, if I had put real people on there, uh, maybe Will Smith's character from Pursuit of Happiness might have might have jumped on. Oh, okay. Um, but I kept it entirely fictional. Yeah, okay. he's a great character. I didn't even think of him. So God great. damn, I know that's a great film. I know. Uh, what's your honor mention? Um, you're, you'll hate this, but Kirk and Picard. Oh, okay. they're so good. I, I went don't back. Think of them as movie. I guess. Well. I, I kind of, I know they, they made, they made it five. Show. They made show. <laughs> but I just, I, I guess I put them more in the TV world. Um, and that's why I think I have such a relationship with them. That's a hard one. So I would have always said Picard. Yes. But I went back and watched, I like did a rewatch sure. of the old show. He's so good. Yeah. He, I mean, it's campy and weird. Shatner is so fucking good. He's so fucking good. I'm a next generation guy. I love it. I mean, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so good. Yeah. Did you watch Deep Space Nine? I know. Because Cisco is so good. He's so good. Imagine too. if it was Gene Cisco in that role. That would have been horrid. It would have been great. All right, my number five? Yeah. Max Cherry from Jackie Brown. Yeah, I know. I know that he's, a, he's great. Which Matt doesn't know this, mm. but we might be covering that movie soon. Oh, and I just did a rewatch, but I'm happy to watch it again. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I don't want to get too into it. Rocky for me is uh, five. Oh! Yeah, I know. It's not low, though. I mean, I. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, so great. Rocky, Rocky, by the way, just a great character. Yeah. All right. My number four, Sheriff Brody from Jaws. Yeah, he's great. The ultimate everyman, Roy Shire. Incredible. Um, he's incredible. Great movie. Uh, Sheriff Brody, though, uh, I am with him that entire journey. Um, one of the greatest movies of all time. Yep. Uh, Spielberg's best. Could be. Uh, yeah. yeah, probably. With the caveat that I have not seen Shadows List yet, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, the Bride. Hmm. 
Mine'll be a little different than yours. I love her. Well, yeah, I love her. Well, you're, you're a little different. Uh, <laughs> you're a little different. <laughs> what do you mean? Fucking aliens. You and your alien. Yeah, you love aliens. Um, uh, but, no, the, uh, but the bride. I mean, great character. Uh, incredible. Yeah. I love those, you know, either revenge or like. It, oh, it's such a great revenge story. And yeah. she's so and she's so good. I mean, she's amazing. That you know, Uma Thurman's so good in that role too. Imagine like a lesser actress. Obviously, wouldn't, Tarantino at that point of his powers wouldn't have had a lesser no one in way. there. But, um, and I, I think he wrote some of that rule for her specifically, but you he, think about like just the, the action too, that she's an amazing, she's amazing as the, the character and all the action stuff. It's just such, those are compelling movies. That, she's that's so, compelling she's movies. so good. I, I that, that's a fantastic, I, I look forward. I think, oh, I think I wouldn't do it that. Let's talk about that for a quick second. Sure. So let's say we hit a kill bill movie. We got to watch both. Right. But here's how we're going to do it. Okay. We'll watch kill bill one, one week. And then the second, well, the, the following week will automatically we'll have to do kill bill two. I have to pick a week that kill bill two is in the top 10. Oh, is that how we'll do it? I think okay. so. That's not a bad move. I think so. Because that it. way we can still probably move as close together to each other. Yeah. But yet we're not like bunching them together. Yeah. I like that. That's good, right? I thought yeah. about that this week. Actually. That's a great, yeah, that's a great right. idea. Okay. Uh, my number three. Um, that would be. Yes. Yeah, uh, so you just give you yep, four. Yep. 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 Uh, Chuck Noland uh, from Castaway. Yep. I know you're a big Chuck guy. I like that film and I like him. Oh. He's great. And you root for him the entire time. Tom Hanks is fantastic. It might. It's in my. Uh, incredibly high echelon my peak 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 actor along with uh you know paul newman in the verdict uh, gene hackman in competition uh, right there with them is uh is tom hanks chuck nolan including another one on my list as well that we haven't mentioned i think i got a lot in front of him um but it's it's a good character that's a bad take but you've been okay with your three uh <laughs> indiana jones oh all right all right i mean i think a lot of people agree with you like how do you know too much for me is he really? I guess he's it like, had to be either him or, or Han Solo, and I was like, Han Solo can't be in my top five. I don't think. I fear looking at my list, it's like a lot. I have a lot more of like the everyman that has to then do. rise yep. up on like a special thing. I think and that, I like that for too. For some but reason, that really means a lot to me. They're not as iconic. They don't stick in my head as much. Of course, those are people like I, like emotionally like and you relate drawn to, to. Yeah, yeah. Because you think about like Max Cherry, like he's just a I know. you know bail bondsman guy. Sheriff Brody doesn't even want to deal with this shit. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You know, Chuck Nolan, and then right. next year on my list, George Bailey. Uh, from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Maybe the greatest acting performance ever. Um, certainly in the top, uh, for my my top, it might be the best ever. Uh, I cry every year. Yeah. Uh, I watch it. I weep. Um, it's a good film. Definitely. That journey he takes, he's so good and it's so believable and I just, I love George Bailey so much. I care about him so much and I want him to succeed so much and when at the end, I ball my eyes at the end of that movie every year. I get it. I mean, he goes through this huge, like, long transition you know from a couple times basically and it's it's you know being young and very hopeful and yes. then beat down and then you know to get to the point of suicide and and then you know to have that realization that that life is amazing and you have a great family and all that so yeah it's it's he does a great job i'm bummed that. out we'll never talk about that movie in the show like yeah. i'm trying i'm just trying to think of creative ways to but it's not it won't happen for a while but i do love that movie so much so is that two for you that's my two what's your two ellen ripley Oh, alien action. Fucking love her. I love her. Okay. And I love those films. I mean, all, I can, I love all those films. Yeah. I am good with all of them. Um, I, yeah. Alien as like a beautiful artistic statement in space, very much on par. Probably. I, I like that better than 2001. I think it's a better film than 2001. Um, aliens as an action film. She's so good. I, I, I fucking, I love her. I love her. Hey, you don't like James Cameron, but you like aliens. So there you go. Yep. There's a couple things that I'm mm. good with, uh, with James Cameron, that and the abyss, uh, yep. are, I think uh, the abyss is an amazing film, especially specifically the, the director's cut is an amazing film. There's a few that he does. That's great. And number one, therefore Rocky Balboa. Yeah. I mean, how do you, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. And probably on a different day, these things shuffle. What's your number one? Peter Venkman. Oh, <laughs> I fucking love but him. You don't even have God go through your top five. That doesn't matter. I guess I'm not having this he, on top five. I would have Rocky Point. Yeah, he's... Peter Brinkman's great. It's just not... No, I, he, I thought about him too. I can watch him deliver those lines over and over and I will always laugh. That movie... No movie is held up better than that movie in terms of comedy. There's no comedy that's held up as well as that movie. It is so good. Yeah, it's... The I, dialogue in that film is amazing. I agree. It's in my, it's in my top and five. he delivers... No one could deliver it like him. He was perfect in that movie. He's, he's great. There's, there's, I love me, that character. other characters have a lot more weight behind them there's a lot more well it's because you're you're you know you have problems with comedies you, you don't uh you... <laughs> i love those my t- I said it's, my, it's not in your top five it's in mine i know uh but there's just not enough heft for me there for for him i did consider him he'd yeah. be in my top 20 for sure so turning on a bad choice 
Um, we do have I a Milk him. Dudley weather report. No shit. Yes, we do. Look All at right. that, Patreon people, huh? Yep. Get the good stuff. Something special. Uh, cold and wet condition. This is oh, sorry. What are we in? We're in uh, 82. 82. When when is it? The end of September. Okay. Uh, cold and wet conditions were observed in Northeast Plains and Rockies. Uh, the remnants of Hurricane Paul began moving through Mexico and into the South. And this is his joke here. <laughs> just as Phoebe Cates caused millions of teenage boys to ruin VHS tapes by replaying the pool scene over and over again. There you go. I don't agree with the joke because when this came out, the movie was in the theaters. So That's it couldn't true. have done that. Could that would have been a couple years later. Yep. We didn't talk about the Phoebe Cates enough. I think we probably should real quickly. Because um, <laughs> she is uh, very attractive. I find her to be mediocre at best. What? I told you you didn't you didn't catch <laughs> I listen to you you didn't catch that on the last episode but I told you she's not my cup of tea I know you did say it but I didn't say nah, I don't find though. she's That's, I think she no she's fine how about gremlin she's she's so cute she's cute that's exactly right she's not stunning she's man. stunning in this yeah I think she's fine she's all right I there are other more attractive women out there <sighs> I know but she's all right She's fine. She's fine. A little pat, pat, pat on her back. We're doing about, good. We probably won't talk about Phoebe Cates again, right? Because you figure it's... Uh, no, we already did Gremlins. Gremlins done. Maybe Gremlins too, if that comes up. But I mean... Yeah, I'd, would that have hit a top 10? Uh, yeah, it I guess would it hit would've. top 10, it but it, you know, it obviously wasn't the same hit. But yeah, there wasn't very much. She didn't do much. a ton more than that. So. No, she was done in like 94. It's funny how like... It's funny, like we've hit the Phoebe Cates, you know, basically film library... Basically. But yeah, we haven't touched or, you know, we barely hit, you know, like Bruce Willis, I feel like. Yeah, no, you know, die like, hard. All right. I mean, we did Pulp Fiction, I guess, but like but yeah. we haven't done a lot of, or we did Troll Monkeys, I guess, but yeah. there's some actors that feel like, like Paul Newman. Have we even hit a Paul Newman movie yet? I don't think so. Oh, uh, wrote a prediction. Oh, wrote, right. Her, his last film. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I just feel like there's some people like we haven't, I thought we would have hit James, Jim Carrey a lot more. Yeah. I would have thought oh, there's there, a, there is somebody coming up. Uh, you keep. You keep prefacing. Well, you this one, I, 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 we can announce this one because we announced it, but like Adam Sandler, we're doing Billy Madison next week. Oh yeah, that's right. We haven't hit a Billy, Adam Sandler movie. So we ha- we hit two Phoebe Cates movies with any Adam Sandler movies. That's just crazy to me. That is crazy. And he's done like a hundred films. Yeah. You'd think we would have hit that before, but nope. Um, so anything else on the top five or uh, weather? That was a long time on Rocky, huh? Look at that Patreon people. Fuck it, whatever. It's Rocky three. It's, yeah. we, I, if you love the film, you got to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's different. If it's a mediocre film, like then we like don't PBK, have much to say. If it was a Phoebe Cates movie, <laughs> if it was a Phoebe Cates, Phoebe Cates of movies, if it was like mm, maybe a six and a half, seven. Uh, then maybe we wouldn't. Uh, we wouldn't take. do it. Another Carano dumb take. Regardless. So, um, actually, I was going to say, too, that there's some bands that we haven't hit, too, that are, like, weird. Like, No Toto. Like, some some bands that really peaked and had, had some big hits in, the in like, the mid to late 80s. Like, we haven't, we haven't touched yet. Even longer careers now. Like, I mean, think about, like, Aerosmith. Like, had... I mean, we know we... Have hit, we done a Michael Jackson tune? No, oh, that, that's like, crazy. Yeah. That's oh, yeah, fucking well, say, crazy. Say, 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 I, nah, it doesn't really... And that's Aerosmith yeah. kind of like, eh, yeah, I agree with that. Well, I know, right? Think about some of the people we haven't hit. But, like, anything... I mean, you know... We've been through thriller time period and we haven't hit any of the thriller no, times. It was fucked up I mean, weird. Think about some of these, yeah, some of people have like really long yeah. careers. And I, yeah, I know it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But we're on uh, Alan Parsons Projects, Eye in the Sky. Yep. Now, this I have an interesting relationship with this this song. Okay. Because, and I, much the same way that um, I, uh, when I first, the first ever I had heard Radiohead was Creep, of course. And I just thought it was kind of a mediocre song. It wasn't my style, just kind of too messy. And then I heard, you know, OK Computer over and over the first time I heard it. I hated it and it just grew on me. And that's my favorite album. Um, this isn't my favorite song on the planet, but I love this song. I fucking love this song so much. And I hated it. The, like probably most of my life, I hated this song. Oh, fucking yeah. hated it. It's so I think I get like I um, what happens is eventually a, uh, I, I judge books by their cover too much, way too much. I did it with fucking Sylvester Stallone and you because he's Rocky. Um, I did it with Alan Parsons project. I've done it with buddies who, who like I've met for the first time who have like a Southie accent and they're kind of like big and kind of goofy. And I've just been like, Oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. And then later on been, you know, seeing the depth of their character and like, Oh my God, this is an awesome dude. Well, I do that with songs too, where the first time I hear it, I, I make a very quick judgment and this is wrong to do, but I make a very quick judgment. Um, and the exterior it makes me feel a certain way or I see it in a certain light and then I hate it and I pan it. I so abracadabra and 
Um, and this is why I was so happy to talk to the, talk about these songs back to back is Abracadabra and um, Eye in the Sky were very similar to me. My first impression of them were they're kind of weird, awkward, like creepy songs. And and I didn't like them mm-hmm. because of that. It, like they made me feel icky, you know, for some reason. Um, but, you know, I basically, so what happened was this. I, um, here's, um, here's, here's Noah. That's Aki Noam uh, Nimi. Uh, Nidi, actually, she's an Israeli singer. She goes by the name Noah. When I first met Barbara, my wife, um, I have this, such this vivid memory where I'm in. She, she was living in, um, in San Francisco in this, um, it was like this one room kind of apartment that she was renting for the six months that she was there. And I have this vivid memory of, 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 uh, of hanging out with her in that apartment and she was playing um, Noah. Oh, okay. And we get to that song and I'm like, what the fuck is like, that's eye in the sky. I hate eye in the sky, but I heard that, that rendition. It's a live version and it's gorgeous. There's like an orchestra and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, that is a beautiful song sung by a beautiful woman um, with a beautiful voice. And I, and so I went back and listened to Alan and I know what Alan Parsons project. The guy who's singing it is this, uh, um, is the keyboard player uh, Wolfson. It's his partner in crime. It's yes. Alan Parson. You got Wolfson. Right. Partner in crime. Alan Parson's a producer. He was a assistant producer on Abbey on Abbey Road, that album. Um, and, uh, and let it be from the beat from the Beatles. So he, had, you know, he had some fucking production chops. So he, you know, he, he does this, this like studio project and Wolfson's like, why don't we get together? I'll be your manager. And I play keyboard, you know, he's a piano player. I play keyboards and we'll write these songs and do some stuff. So Wolfson sings this song and he does not have a strong voice. No, I, this is one all. of the things I want to bring up to you. Right. That's the issue. So I've got this very, like for this time period, if you listen to the production of this, it's, it's so lush. Big verbs, multiple voices, chorus voices. A lot, there's keyboards and multiple guitars. It's just this lush, lush, lush sound with this weak ass voice. Yeah. And he's like, he's, he doesn't, it doesn't have like a lot of affectation to it either. There's not like a lot of personality. It's, it's more robotic. I mean, he's hitting the pitches, but there's just yeah, nothing. It's, it's not, not a good voice. Right. Yeah. And so when it's presented that way in this sort of, it's kind of this creepy shell and this unaffected voice, you're like, this is kind of a robot weird. Um, it's, it's, it's almost devoid of emotion. And, and, and I, and it clicked for me. As soon as I heard Noah's version of it, it clicked for me. It's like she has an, a, she can deliver these fucking beautiful lines, this beautiful melody with this orca, like this orchestra in the background. And they just, he, later on, they know they, um, for most of it, they, they never had as big a hit as I in the sky, at least in America, but there are other like top 10, top 20 songs that were out there. were all different singers. Like they hired session musicians to come in and sing because they knew, yeah, it, you know, they knew he just Wilson couldn't couldn't deliver. Um, so I fucking love this song. This is what this is just such a beautiful. I'm not surprised song. you say that because when I heard this song, I, you know what I immediately thought? Uh, I'm like this is the equivalent of like a comics comic. Yeah, like, this is a musician's like a musician song. Like because there's because there's huge flaws with it. Like the singing's terrible. Sings terrible. And it's like all right, but there's so much else because I really like the song too. So uh, there's so much. Not that I'm a musician, but I can really appreciate this song. But it's like, oh man! Like if anyone else sang a song, really good. Uh, but uh, but you can hear like the like there's so much going on in the background yeah. of the song and the production. And then you have their other song, like their other thing that I'm most familiar with them, of course, of being a sports fan, is, is that serious song. Oh, I was wondering about this because I knew I heard it before. Yeah, Chicago Bulls. Oh, is that why? That's their intro music. Uh, it's uh, during during the Jordan it's, time. It's this. Yeah. So that's what they used to introduce. Ah, Guard, that's North how Carolina, I know it. Number 23, Michael Jordan. Oh, that's yeah. why I know it. Yeah, yeah. So on the album, that's the first, so Sirius is the first song on the album and they go right into Eye in the Sky from right. it. And yeah. I guess back in the day, uh, this is, I'm too young to remember this, so I don't know this, but I had to look this up, but I guess they had Sirius. So if you were listening to like, like a rock station, yep. not a pop station, they would have Sirius play right into Eye exactly. in the Sky. But if you listen to like Top 40, all you heard was Eye in the Sky. Right. Um, which is, you know, I think we've all probably listened to classic rock and sometimes you have like longer cuts and they'll, they'll be, they have a bit more, I don't know, uh, 
Stra- room to play with. Yeah, you'll hear um um what's this uh, tainted love that yeah. goes into baby baby where did my love go that one like right. they'll do that that the, like eleven minutes of that yeah on a rock you can't station do that or something. Top four, yeah. No, it's just not gonna happen. No. So um but um yeah so I really so like listening to those songs you're like man these guys like really there's a lot of talent here. It's yes. Just, obviously they can't they don't have a singer but they have other you know and then you look at. Yeah, I didn't know about this to look it up for the show, but like you look at like the stuff Alan Parsons had done. You're like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah, he's, he also, he's he, really good at this. Dark Side of the Moon too. He produced that. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just so like, all right. Which which makes a lot of sense because that song Serious is very and that idea that transition from one song to another very Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah. Um, one thing I do have this song uh, this, about this group though is it's the Alan Parsons project. Yeah. Like this Wolfson guy. Yeah, he got fucked, fucked, didn't he? Because like if we called this the Matthew Carano project, you'd be upset with I'd that. Be like, I don't know if that's that's really. I don't like that. I don't like It'd that. It'd be kind of fitting, but, well, but it you'd be, be upset be, about it. Wouldn't it wouldn't be no, at all. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't no, I'm joking. Of course not. You better be joking. <laughs> of course. No, but like, you know, but like, I was like, this guy kind of got fucked. And then that poor guy, he's the guy that dies first. Oh, I know. He really got dealt a shit hand. Although well, they, they both seem, honestly, all kidding aside, though, they both seem to have pretty nice you know, the under most, the radar, but really good like careers. Nice lives though, too. Very like, nice lives. Married the same people. They have all, all kids. Dude, uh, worked the with the Beatles. Parsons is still alive. Yeah. Uh, yep. Wilson, you know, probably died too young. Yeah, I think he had cancer. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but you know, hey, you know, these guys. Well, there's a reason why it worked that way. So Wolfson, when he went to Parson, he said he had this idea. He's like, right now, what's going on in Hollywood? But this was like late 70s. Or yeah. Something. What's going on in Hollywood is it's not as much about the actors anymore. It's more about who is the director. That's what's selling the Which film. Which is absolutely true. So why don't we do the kind of the same thing in music where it's more about the producer? We are the producers and we'll just get all these musicians to come in. It won't be about them anymore. It'll be about the production. Which is very, it's very interesting to me um, because that's how rap is now. Right. But it is funny to me though that the very same week we're doing this show is... Rocky three, which is still Sylvester Stallone. That's true. Which was part of this whole, because in the late seventies, they're absolutely right. It was, you know, Coppola and Scorsese and those guys were drawing crowds. Yeah. Yeah. But then it became Schwarzenegger, it Stallone, did. Bruce Willis, you know, the action guys started to draw. To take over, it became yeah. about the stars, not about the directors it's anymore. True. Yeah. But it, that shift did happen right around this time is when the shift happened. Well, and the shift didn't happen in music everywhere. It didn't happen in any like rock music really, but it did happen in rap because you had puffy, you have Puffy-y. like, you yeah, know, the, all right. that, they were all just, you know, huge, huge production forces. Um, which actually I saw I thought it was kind of interesting too so this is their other hit one of their other hits The Raven this is so annoying to me is it? I hate this I hate, I hate when they do the voice like that that is a vocoder and that's the first time that a vocoder was ever used on oh. a recording album which then Right. Yeah. So it's that producer mentality of how can we create new sounds? How you can, can also you can also just tell these guys are smart. They're smart. You yeah. can just like listen to the music you're like oh no like it's smart. You know right what I mean? Like you're like yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the song, and I'm not a trained musician at all. But you can hear and you can just hear like the intelligence in not only the lyrics, but the lyrics are okay. But you can hear the intelligence in yeah. the, the, stru- the structure of the song. Absolutely. You're like oh these guys know what they're doing, and then you hear something like serious, you're like. Oh wow, that's really yeah. interesting sound. And how innovative that they still use that at sporting events now. The only reason they don't use it more is because it was so so in- iconic yeah, to the Bulls. To Jordan and the Bulls. Like that's how like it, it was too good. Yeah. And uh yeah, I kept thinking of it. You know Todd Barry is probably not, right? Todd Barry. He's a stand up comic. No. And he's a com- he's the ultimate comics comic. No one really I mean, he's he don't get me wrong, he can sell out a, a decent sized comedy club, but he's not a big name. He's never really he's, he's bald, he's kinda yeah. Grumpy looking. He, he has a very dry, sardonic delivery. Uh, he's very dark. But comics love him. Just like Larry David used to be a comics comic. Like, comics would go see him, but then, you know, no one ever was like, fuck, this guy sucks. Um, but, uh, but you know, same these guys. I can just tell us. I, I said, I bet Karana's going to love, yeah. love these guys because there's just so much going on. It's interesting. It's different. Totally different. It's, very unique. It's innovative, yep. you know? And it's like, and I found myself the more I listened to it, the more like, Oh, I'm, I'm, there's something here. I kind of like this. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, sometimes for the show, I listen to the song, I don't know, three times, whatever. But all, right, all right, I'm good. This time, I'm like, I'll listen to the fifth, sixth time. I go, I'll listen to the seventh time. Yep. There's something, there's something, there's, and you hear kind of something new every time. It's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of intelligence here. 
And that was, so that's where like this, this, this break happened with me and Abracadabra. It's because I found, I found all this depth to this song that I, uh, you know, to Eye in the Sky that I originally passed on because, because the delivery wasn't amazing. And it was so dark and kind of weird and unique. Not until I heard it with, with Noah singing it that I understood the depth of the song and then a, you know, switch clicked on. But then with Abracadabra, it's still kind of creepy. And then, but there's not, there's not that same right. craftsmanship underneath no. it you know, that gives it this anchor. Um, this is a hidden, like a nice little hidden jewel for me. I was so happy we got to this. You were excited about this. Because yes. I was like, I don't think, because, yeah, because I mean, it. it's just, it, it. it's the proof in the pudding for me that I take, I take things too much at face value. You know, I, like I don't give, I don't give things they're due. I like make such a snap judgment about shit. And it's just such a, like a reminder. It's like the little angel on my shoulder reminding me that sometimes there's depth beneath it and you just need to take a little bit of look. Don't just fucking pass on it immediately. Do you think this will affect your like uh, work here in the show? You had so many bad takes like, with ET and Fast Times. <laughs> Such and, good takes. Uh, you know, Sandlot, you had, you had really, uh, especially lately, I feel like you've had a real string of <laughs> terrible takes. Have you seen that poll with ET and Minority Report? Not as far apart as one might think. How, huh? many, how many burners are you using the vote on that one? <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's just a terrible, you know, like I said it's been, Bad take, bad take, <laughs> no, bad I don't take. think so at all. Oh, okay. God damn it. Anyway, this is a hidden jewel for me. I love this yeah, song. Yeah, if you haven't heard this song, check it out. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll also tweet out the live version that uh, that Akinoam uh, Nimi is singing, and uh, she's she's got a beautiful voice. She's uh, her albums are really great too. But I'll, I'll tweet that out so you can you can uh, you can see that live version. So we are back next week. Yes, this is the Sunday show, so we're back on Wednesday. Right. So Wednesday we are back with uh, Forrest Gump. Yep, that's a huge show yep and then saturday a big one billy madison yep and then for you folks patreon people uh we're gonna do outbreak um right which i'm actually really excited to talk about especially in like this climate i haven't now. seen it forever i haven't seen it in a long time um i'm just really interested to see how well or how poorly it kind of yeah me too shows about something we're kind of dealing with now um uh what is it contagion i saw that uh, i haven't seen that in i saw that a few months ago um during the height of the, the pandemic yeah and it was they actually nailed it they, did they oh yeah it was steven soderbergh uh, you know, Matt Damon film, you know, obviously has kind of a large cast, but, um, but so many like social, so many like ver- verbiage, social distancing and all of these other things. We never, I never really thought or heard a lot before coronavirus. Uh, and to, it was very foretelling. It was a really good job. Right. I'm, I'm guessing outbreak doesn't have the same. Probably not. We'll see. This is earlier, right? Uh, yeah, 95, yeah, 95, obviously 95. So it's a, it's a Wolfgang Peterson movie. Uh, it's a, what was it? it was uh, Morgan Freeman, Dustin Hoffman. Yep. Um, so interesting cast. So lots to talk about in that movie. Rene Russo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Lots to uh, unpack. Patrick Dempsey, I think is in the movie. Oh yeah. Movie. yeah. Uh, so there's a lot going on with that, that cast. So I think we'll have plenty to talk about with that movie. Uh, and, uh, but we'll be back on Wednesday with Forrest Gump. And once again, thank you guys so much for, thank you so much for sponsoring. Yeah. We appreciate it. See you next time. Okay.